the Nerdist School Network. For class and show information, visit NerdistSchool.com. Have you ever been listening to NPR and thought to yourself, gosh, I love the human interest aspect, the dulcet voices of the hosts, the promise of totes, but I just hate how true it all is. That's where we come in. It's This American Lie, an hour of improvised NPR. We're a lot like that other show, but we make it all up in front of a live audience every second Saturday at the Nerdist School stage. Find show and ticket information at NerdistSchool.com or catch the podcast on the Nerdist School Network. Search for us on iTunes. Concentrate! Gosh. Jeez, I hate traps. Don't you? I was gonna knock, but you seemed too focused. I hated to interrupt. How how did you get in here? Oh, you mean why didn't the vampire alarms go off? Your colleague, Gavin, he... (laughs) This is so confusing because of the spelling. I think you have to read it as is. Your college, Gavin, he helped me out. College mortal enemy. <laughs> However, you guys play it around here. So, can we get down to business? I think you might be looking for these. What do you think? I think you might be right. Good. Then we're done here. You got what you wanted. Now it's over. Actually, it's not over. You'll be needing these to complete your mission. There is no mission. You and me, we're through. That's where you're wrong. We're just getting started. There's a young man who's been unfairly imprisoned, and you're going to save him. Isn't that what you do? Save people? You'll need these to complete your mission. I see. I do this for you, and you stop sending Cordy the killer visions. No. You'll do this for me because I tell you to. I know what you're thinking. Yes, you could kill me now, but then you'd never be able to stop the visions. Just for the record... Those little skin problems on what's-her-name weren't intended. Just an unfortunate little side effect. <laughs> her name is Cordelia, and you will help her. Wow. We did it. We did it. <laughs> that was an interesting transcription with lots of misspellings. Yeah. It was hard because there weren't a lot of two-person scenes in this episode. Yeah, it's true. <sighs> We just <laughs> stared at each other it's, for it's, it's so long. It's so weird because, I mean, I have seen you since your glamorous vacation, but it's been two weeks and I think I've forgotten how this works. Yeah. I think for these ones, we say, welcome to another episode of Tall, Dark, and Broody. And then we say who we are? hmm Okay. I'm Ryan, one of the co-hosts. I'm Kelly, one of the co-hosts. And together, we're the co-hosts of Tall, Dark, and Broody. Right. Mm-hmm. Which is the angel shoot-off of... How mouthy. Yes. Where we, every week, we talk about episodes of Angel. This is the most, <laughs> um, like, explanation we've we, given. I don't even know if we've ever explained what Hell Mouthy was on Hell Mouthy. Like, I don't think we've ever done that. Never done that. Because a lot of podcasts will say, like, welcome to Tall, Dark, and Broody, the podcast where so-and-so does so-and-so. and mm-hmm. We don't do We that. don't do that. <laughs> no. We just, like, figure it out. Like, you get it. It's called Tall, Tall Dark, and Broody. You know. You saw the picture. It's Angel. It's Angel. Um, yeah, and this week... <coughs> oh, my. <laughs> Kelly's got a new notebook. Yeah, I have a little notebook. Micah gave this to me. Aw. It's, uh, I don't know, probably because he feels guilty for not taking me to the Super Bloom. 
Whoa. So there's flowers all over. Okay, you took a week away during this super bloom. It's true. So that you was used... the, that date period was not my choice, but whatever. <laughs> um, because you knew the super bloom was coming. I knew it was coming. Anyway, we did heartthrob and that vision thing. Yes. My notes were like barely anything for that vision thing. Yeah, it didn't take a lot of notes. It's because they're pretty compelling episodes and mm-hmm. there's not that much to nitpick. The mm-hmm. show has really figured itself out, I think. Totally. Like it knows what it's trying to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say one of the other things it figured out is that if you put a little dirt on Wesley, mm-hmm. he gets way hotter. He's super hot. <laughs> I will say his hair has a leaves a little to be desired. It does, but when the when he was covered in soot, Ooh. it was right. And Everyone then, looked really good covered in did. soot. I was like, wow, what? And then I was like, maybe they gave them all of the budget from Buffy. Oh, maybe. <laughs> like, the show looks so much better. It looks a thousand times better. Yeah, and all of them were lit better. It was like, okay. But I will say that the fighting scenes had some really interesting editing. Yeah. Like, there was, like, lots of cuts. Yeah. And it would, like... Maybe the Born Identity had come out or something. <laughs> 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 they're like, ooh, <laughs> cut, 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 cut. Um, but yeah, so basically at the beginning of this episode, Angel, well, because we had learned that Buffy has died. Yes. And the beginning of this episode, it was weird. And I was thinking about it because the thing that was happening in real life is that Buffy changed networks, the show. Yeah. So it did. The, so Angel didn't have the lead in of Buffy every week. Mm hmm. So the first five minutes, there's a lot of very heavy exposition. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's at one point, I think it's Wesley says, we're detectives for demons. <laughs> yep. It was like, OK. And there were also some parts, too, which were like I felt like could have been funny jokes if they had just left it. And then they yeah. explained it. Yes. Which is when um, Cordelia is like, I will never understand people who worship demons, like being so obsessed with demons, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And then immediately after. Uh, Wes is like, actually, you know, that wasn't a blah, blah, blah demon. It was this demon, which I thought was a great thing. And then they have Gunn say, don't you think it's a little weird that we're also obsessed with demons? And I was like, oh, man, you had the joke. And now. And think of how much better it would have been if it was just like Gunn looks at Cordelia and they're like, yeah, Mm -hmm. Wesley. Mm -hmm. Um, Exactly. But Angel's not there. He leaves for three months to go hang out with some monks. Mm -hmm. In the mountains. In the mountains. And it turns out the monks are demons. Yeah. As as happens. Yes. Um, here's a thought. Because mm-hmm. they talk about, there's kind of like a running joke of like, he should have gone to Vegas. Mm-hmm. Is Las Vegas a good place to process grief? No, I don't know why they're what, like. Wh- I mean, I think it's a good place to go maybe with your friends after a breakup. But like, right? by like, yourself to find yeah, yourself by, after yeah. the love of your life is dead. dead? Like, I don't think, that, I think it's because here's the thing about Las Vegas. If you are thinking fun, yeah, the sh- the whole city will rise to meet you. Great, but if you're depressed, Las Vegas is not going to heal your depression. No, because you're just going to see all the dark parts of it. Yeah, and, and you're, you're going to feel very alone. Yeah, which I think go- he likes. But okay, furthering, should anyone go alone to Vegas? He's <laughs> not like a professional poker player or something. Okay, yeah, okay, fine. If you're a professional gambler, fine. That's your job. You're working. Yeah. But if you're just going to go alone, like hit up the clubs alone in Vegas, that is like, I, for, my first thought is like you're doing, like you're, there's some nefarious thing you're doing that you Ooh. don't want anyone to know about. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's sort of, 
I mean, that's their tagline, right? Because right. the things that stay in it's Vegas Las are Vegas, all... the nefarious things. <laughs> they stay in Las Vegas. <laughs> but like, because that tagline is really saying break laws. Yeah. It's like go to a prostitute. Yeah. It's gamble. Yeah. And even morally, like do things that you wouldn't normally do right. in your life. Like there are no law rules. Here. There's no rules and you no consequences. Right. Which I think I'm talking myself out of liking Vegas right now because usually I'm pro like Vegas weekend Mm -hmm. have fun. But now I'm like, people should have consequences for their actions. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you believe that. You said, "Mm -hmm." well, I'm thinking about like using like trying to rephrase or rethink the tagline to make it not be so creepy. Because if you just think of it as like what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, like Live a little. Like, if you're normally really straight-laced, yeah. like, have some fun in Vegas. And, like... Anything could happen in Vegas. I think I think it... Yeah, it really depends on how you say it. Because <laughs> we're like, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. What happens in Vegas stays in yeah. Vegas. Hey, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. What happens in Vegas, like, stays See, in Vegas. We've already... With so many different meanings. <laughs> I think maybe this is a new campaign. It's just us doing voices. Yeah. Um. um but Angel does come back mm-hmm. after defeating all the monks. Mm-hmm. And his smile when he sees Corey. So cute. I melted. Yeah, I melted too. He is, and then that's sort of the point of the episode, but he's so much less broken than he's been mm-hmm. before. Yeah. Like he's, he's okay. Cause I think he's like returned and realizing and realizes like, okay, I have purpose. Like mm-hmm. this is my crew. Because I think before when he was, like really fixated on things that were going on in Sunnydale. He yeah. never was part of the crew. No. He was like Buffy's plus one. Yes. And he was then, when he first moved to LA, he was like exiled from Sunnydale. Mm-hmm. And now, and then he was trying to fight Wolfram and Hart and losing a battle there. Mm-hmm. It's like he, I feel like he owns it. Like he knows who he is now. Totally. Um, And I like who he is. And he brought back gifts. He brought back gifts. And I love that he faked out Cordy because he knew... Yeah. yeah, it was really he gave cute. her shrunken head. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it was so funny that gun was like, "Cool, cool." <laughs> and I like that he didn't react to it until it was given to mm-hmm. him because, like, he saw the shrunken yeah. head. Maybe uh, in his head, he was like, oh, "I want that." <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, Angel, you do know me. <laughs> um, and then Fred, who has been hiding in her room, mm-hmm. uh, comes out for a little bit. Mm-hmm. He goes back. Comes out. Goes back. Mm-hmm. Which. We talked about the similarities between River and Fred mm-hmm. in the finale. And there's still, there is a little bit of that. Mm-hmm. Like crazy girls sneaking around above in the rafters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, though I will say, and maybe you didn't notice this, so it's okay. Okay. But the tassels on Fred's. What was happening there? It looks like, like dirty boobies. It looked like dirty nipples. <laughs> like she had dipped her nipples in dirt. <laughs> And then stuck them very hard to the edge of her. Yeah, it was was weird. So, like, at first, yeah. Well, at first, I thought it was she like leaning on her wall that she's drawing Mm. on. What was that? Well, I thought, and I didn't see they were tassels at first. I didn't first. I I thought it was a like an embroidery, and I was like, that is. Because here's the thing, it wasn't even like a good where it's not even where you want your nipples to be. No, it was like weirdly (laughs) low and wide. Yes. Okay, when you said tassels, my first thought was like, that's what they were. Because I, to this point, did not know what they were. It was upset. It, like, it was throwing me off. Yes. Um, in, a, in addition to seeing all of her writings everywhere. Yeah. 
Well, I couldn't even concentrate on the writing because all I could <laughs> see was, was was the things on her shirt. Oh, uh, I mean, Cordelia should have told her something. Well, Cordelia's busy. Cordelia doesn't have a ton of empathy for Fred right now. No, <laughs> like she's like, yeah, she doesn't come down. Yeah, I tried to get her to come down. She wasn't willing. Nah. Yeah, I brought. What food did she say she brought her? I don't remember. Oh shit! I should have written it down. Like I brought her chicken nuggets. Oh, <laughs> oh! I did say I did know that. Notice that she said that we've been leaving tacos out. <gasps> That's what it was. It's so cute, which is cute because she loves tacos. She does love tacos. So maybe Cordelia likes her better than I'm saying. Mm-hmm. But Angel's the one who can get through to Fred. Yeah, because she sees him as her protector. Mm-hmm. Um, and also I think Cordelia is busy dealing with the repercussions of her visions. Yes, that's true. She's got a lot going on. Wait, so on. is that one on this episode or in the next? Um, she, the visions, I mean, we've been seeing that the visions are taking more and more out of her pain-wise. Uh-huh. But it's the next episode where she's right. getting physical uh, re- uh, results of the visions. Okay. But, but yeah, like, she's it's been... like having a horrible, it's like having a migraine times 100. Yes. And it's debilitating for her. Yes. And so she, is this the episode where she takes a bath? Yes. Mm-hmm. With Dennis, mm-hmm. which is a, it's kind of intimate. It is. And also, okay, this is just me being like really nitpicky, but how Dennis is like holding the loofah, it's like barely scrubbing her back. Cause I mean, they had to just dra- drape yeah, it. Yeah, it's just, so it's dangling. just like, just touching. <laughs> it's just touching her back. But I was like, oh, that's not gonna exfoliate anything. Yeah. And I don't know about bathing with your ghost. You would do it. I would do it. Also, I don't like that kind of loofah. Me neither. So I was also like, it makes me itchy. Yeah. And the the wooden handle is not. No, it's just I can, gonna. My hand can reach. Yeah, all the places that wouldn't. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess not all of the places, but like, kind of. Yeah, like just maneuver yourself. Yeah. Um, but maybe they're better for washing other people <laughs> from a distance. <laughs> from a distance. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, I did a visual. <laughs> um, but yeah, that scene. And but it is sweet. I wish that I had someone to like pour me wine, draw a bath. Yeah. Yeah, and all that stuff, and but I who I don't have to actually talk to or listen to. Yeah, that is the nice part. <laughs> like a one sided relationship. Yeah, um, and it was like I mean, she, it just does demonstrate like that the only person that Cordelia is letting see this is someone mm-hmm. who can't tell her what to do. Yeah, because she does not want to let go of these visions because, no. as she's said in the second episode, um, that she's afraid she won't be needed. Yeah, which is true. I mean, That's I feel what like she has to offer. Yeah, because she like had spent so much of her life not have not feeling like she doesn't have purpose, and then get, getting this gift bestowed upon her, which is like such like a clear line, like what yeah. you do, you're the vision person. Mm-hmm. So I got, I felt, I really felt for her there. Yeah, and I think it also links to her character arc because mm-hmm. she is so much, she's become so much uh, deeper and more empathetic and all of these things. She's grown so much mm-hmm. since we met her. Mm-hmm. So like if she loses the visions, does she revert? Does she become yeah. a person that she's not necessarily proud of? Yeah. And I think, I mean, I think she doesn't, but I get her fear that she will. Yeah. I think we have to talk about the young lovers. No, oh, yeah. That's what this episode was that's about. That's what it was about. I, I about that. hated them. I hated them. I, hated I was them like, so they're much. such duds. I was like, how... Is Angelus just not murdering them? Like, I, like, what was the reason? Were they their sire? Like, give me a one reason. Yeah, not to kill them. I was like, why are they like? What? Get, yeah. What made Angel and Darla think that these people were worth turning? They are so boring. 
I mean, he's kind of cute. He has like a Jonathan Reese Myers look. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought he was. Early tutors. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, I hadn't thought about Jonathan Reese Myers in a long time. So my brain is just like going through a Rolodex of images. Um, because that's how you do Rolodexes, right? You just put pictures and pictures, pictures of Jonathan Reese. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> what if next time you come to my house, I have a Rolodex? <laughs> I go to the thrift store, I get a Rolodex, and mm-hmm. I just do pictures of Jonathan, Jonathan Reese Myers. That's a really good like sight gag. Yes. A... Or you know what I would do? Mm. I would buy a Rolodex, and for your birthday, I would give it to you, but it would all be Cole Sprouse. Ooh, <laughs> give me <laughs> uh, amazing. Um, starting when he's on Zach and Cody. Ew! <laughs> it's like no. you get to grow up with them. Uh huh. Um, but yeah, those lovers are horrible. I was so like, I was like, what duds? They're such duds. And why are you hanging out? I, and here's the other thing: is that I get that they're happy in their relationship. There's no reason for them to throw shade either. I know it's just rude. I didn't get why they were like. Our love is the only true love. Like, you don't know how to love. Yeah. Like, Darla, didn't you ditch Angelus? And it's like, what? Yeah, I didn't Who cares? get that. Who, like, there's not only one, like, love. Right. And no one is trying. Whether or not they have a good love doesn't threaten your love. Exactly. There's no reason to shit on them. Like, there's, you, everyone's love belongs to themselves. It's not like there's, like, yeah. one piece and you get to grab it. Like, it was so weird. It was weird. I think we were supposed to hate them. I mean, they were d- devoted. Okay, great. But when he's like, she's like, it's so pretty. But to the necklace, he's like, it's about to get prettier. Oh, my God. When he was like, okay, I, <laughs> Which, like, was, I wanted to walk out of the room. <laughs> like, when he's like, oh, she's like, it's so pretty. And he's like, no, it's not. And she's like, what? And he's like, it's, what did he say? Like, he's about to go on the prettiest thing there is. Oh, God. When he said, I was like, what? What era are you in? Like, you don't belong in this era. And, like, what? And when, and when it would she's, be so better if he, if she said, that's so pretty. And then he just pumped, punched the glass and gave her the necklace. Well, that's something Spy or a uh, Ripper would do for, uh, uh, Joyce. Yes. Which is great. Yeah. That's, but that's like a move. It's not a move to be like, no, it's not pretty. Oops, just kidding. I'm putting it on you. Now it's pretty. He's like pickup artisting her. Yes, it's, he's nagging her. It's so annoying. And, and the fact that she's like, oh my God. Like, I would have just they been were insufferable. Like, I hated them. I really, I mean, I think we were supposed to. Yeah. But they were the worst. And I get that they, I get that like the fact that he would kill himself. Yes, to avenge her. Yeah, yeah, or even just because he was fated to die anyway. Yeah. Once he went through the cure with right, that right, doctor right. to get his heart removed, and I get that like that's supposed to show how Angel feels like he's not dealing with Buffy's death in the right, right. way because he because he says like the problem is that I'm okay. Yep. Well, and when he's having like this was almost the same we did, but Cordelia kept talking. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like when he they do their back and forth on the subway train and they're talking about. Uh, what happens when the love of your life dies? I mean, Angel says starkly, "Like, I would, I would want to die." Mm-hmm. But we know then that's not true because mm-hmm. he doesn't. Right? He wants to live. Mm-hmm. He has a purpose still. Yeah, I think that was the problem. And for me, and it comes probably because you know me, I'm a Buffy Angel shipper. Mm-hmm. But they did not draw any parallels for me between this 
the vampire lovers and Buffy and Angel. Like there yeah. was if there was one scene where I was like, oh, they're mirroring. But I was like, no, this is a completely different. Like the parallels are not there. Yeah. And and that was the thing, too, because I feel like they brought them in to do that and yeah. then never did it. Because yes. like, the whole reason they were there was for us to like, as an audience, kind of see what star-crossed lovers look like. These yes. people weren't. They were just annoying. They were just annoying. Kind of. And they weren't star-crossed. No, they weren't. They got everything they wanted all along. I know. And then one of them died yeah. after hundreds of years. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, I did feel like that one dude, the one vampire, was uh, when he was telling the, tr- the story to... I didn't even write his name down. Boy Lover. Oh, right. I didn't write their names down. Fuck them. Um, boy Lover. Boy Lover. <laughs> and... and I'm like, you are standing so close to the sun right now. Wait, when when was this? It was, so it was after Angelus kills girl lover. Okay. The driver runs away to to like tell the story. No, And then they meet uh, outside during the day, which I'm like, no. They meet outside because I guess they want to watch the car get smushed. And then. so dumb. (laughs) Oh, that's right. And then he's standing right next to the fire. I'm like, dude, you're really close to the fire. Yeah. He gets pushed in and another example and this happens quite often in the buffyverse the buffyverse does not really understand what happens to a vampire when sun hits it no sometimes they live yeah sometimes it just stings yeah sometimes they explode this guy exploded instantly (laughs) because sometimes yeah sometimes they're like they're able to just like run yeah sometimes they have a a thin blanket that they wear yeah. over their head <laughs> yeah. and no problems. Yeah. You come out of it just being like, oh, I'm a little hot. Yeah. No, they they are wearing like a moving blanket and then like are like, hurry, let me in. Yeah. But yeah, it was crazy. I was like, maybe it's LA sun, but I, it's no. stronger. But he just it yeah, looked he burst cool. into flames. But I was like, this this buffy verse does not understand. Yeah. I was like, we need to define it. Yeah. No, it was it is uh very inconsistent. Yeah. I mean, it, it's whatever the plot is. That guy was uh, familiar looking to me. He looks like someone that's in Bates Motel. I should have oh. looked it up. The the vampire that explodes in the Yes, I, I knew who you were talking about. I just don't Not really fake watch. Jonathan Rhys-Meyers. Yeah, I watched the pilot of Bates Motel, yeah. or the first maybe the first two episodes, and it was like, I knew it was going to be dark. It's dark. It's so dark. It's and so like, dark. I think it's the end of the first episode. There's like a ter- an event Yeah, that is just so dark that I was like, I don't. Yeah, I don't. Uh, yeah, I got it was ba- really unexpected. So I, so I bailed. Uh. I mean, I might go back. A lot of people I respect like the show, but I'm I like, like it. But it's it is a lot. Yeah, I like it despite the first episode. Mm. So, but also I like. You know, it's you like really, dark shit. It's really creepy and dark. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, um, but yeah, it. Uh, what else? What else? I oh. jumped all the way to Darla after my notes about the emoliation. So, <laughs> um, well, I just had a quick note about they're really trying to soften up Angel, and he's he is wearing a tan linen top when he oh. comes back, and he's like wearing like a blue button down at yeah. one point. Like he's like they're really trying to make him look less broody. Yes, and he's also kind of really he's much more willing to lean into that like Papa Bear role mm-hmm. than he was. I mean, last season he dumped everybody. Yep. So like he's very much happy to be part of the gang. Mm-hmm. I also wrote that vampires should wear metal metal breastplates. That's a great idea. Front and back. Yeah. Well, because when they were riding away on the horse, uh-huh. him and Boy Lover, like I like, and they're shooting arrows at them. Yeah. I was like, wear a fucking breastplate. Like, yeah. 
Always. Otherwise, you're exposed. Like, just do that. You could be almost invincible. Yeah. Just, yeah, that would be amazing. Just don't go outside in the sun. Yeah. Because you may explode immediately. Yeah, you'll, or or you, you'll be burned a little. <laughs> um, no, that's smart. I think that next time you meet a vampire, you should. I'll tell them. <laughs> tell them. I also wrote Ryan's favorite, Merle. I was not happy to see Merle. I know. I was hoping he would go away. I think yep. that's why I stopped taking notes because like, oh, fucking Merle. Yep. Um, he had a chance to disappear into the night and he returned. He came back. He all, he He's like fungus. <laughs> um, yeah. So, but at least we got to go to Caritas. Yes. Sorry, my brain like <laughs> didn't want to say Caritas. I couldn't figure it out. Um, which I love that place. Love Caritas. Love love Lorne. Beautiful voice. Oh, yeah. Love Lorne. And I liked all the like elderly patrons like mm-hmm. enjoying him singing. Yes. Also, and maybe I'm projecting because you know me, I always am trying to ship things. Mm-hmm. But in these episodes, mm-hmm. we have both Wesley and Gunn taking notice of Fred. Mm-hmm. In a way, it, I'm just, I just noticed. Well, and also Gunn, like, kind of compliments her when they're walking through the Kind of compliments her. He's like, I'll do anything to walk with a pretty girl in the dark. And, yeah. of course, Fred's like, huh? Like, no. does not even. <laughs> she's, she's like, I'm crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a taco. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She um, does not notice. No. And Wesley's very impressed with her brains. Yes. So, just saying. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know which I ship more right now. But yeah. I am saying, I see I see you. You see it. I see you, Angel. Not Angel. I see you, Angel, the series. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I feel like a lot of this episode is about coming home. Yes. And, I mean, the song that Lorne is uh-huh. singing uh, is – like about coming home yes. and um i think that th- this is kind of where we see like the team cemented mm-hmm. and like this is the team that we're going to start with this is their home base yep um so it, it is very much like okay and we've like dealt with all the like weird preliminary stuff that happened in the first two seasons yes. angel's back he's wearing a tan top he's ready to yeah. like, be well, and they they sing multiple times like don't say the word buffy which is i think a meta joke and like yeah, cute, but it's also the world of Angel is now almost fully divorced mm-hmm. from the world of Buffy. Yeah, they don't say it through the whole first part of the episode, and yeah, he only says it once at the end. Yeah, like it's not. Yeah, he as long as she's dead, he's done with her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, it's they're completely divorced. Mm-hmm. So Angel, I think the series can be its own show mm-hmm. fully. Yeah. Um, which is exciting. Yeah. I think it has interesting and different things to say. Yeah. He did. Totally. Um, and I think like both shows need to do their own thing. Like Buffy, I'm, I'm excited to see like even fewer crossovers than there were before. Just cause it's like the show Buffy has so much to deal with on its own anyway. Yeah. And Angel now, I think we've set enough of the groundwork that it's like, okay, now let's see these characters do. Yeah. Something exciting. Yes. Oh, excited. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was never more excited than when we saw Darla at a bar. Yeah. I was like, I missed you, girl. I missed her so much. <laughs> I didn't realize how much I missed her until I saw her. And I was like, oh, yeah. And I love, like, this version of Darla, too. Oh, yeah. Which is, like, I mean, Darla in 
the flashbacks. Yes. The stakes are always really low for her because she's so powerful and she's at her peak. Yes. So she, like, is so disaffected by everything. Right. Well, and she's also, like, in this kind of bad relationship with Angel. Yeah. And Jealous. They don't like each other. Yes. They, yeah. (laughs) Which is, like, a rough, so, like, that's another where, like, so her power as the vampire is very high. Mm Mm-hmm. But she's not, like, independent and kicking ass. Mm -hmm. Whereas there's a level of that that she has. She's got a swagger Mm -hmm. now that she didn't have then. Yeah, well, because all that stuff dropped away. And she's like, all right, well, what I have is me. Yep. So that's it. Like, it's it's a very, like, because there are no fucks given. Yes. It's, like, more, uh, she's safer to, like, be herself. Yeah. Kind of. So cool. Wearing red dress. Yeah, being super pregnant. Well, yeah. <laughs> when the guy's hitting on her, I was like, oh, bro. Oh, bro. I know. I'm sorry. I'm like, mm-hmm. stop, stop, stop. R.I.P. <laughs> R.I.P. you. Um, um, oh, but he also, when he, she bites him, it is the biggest overacting I think has that has ever so happened on Angel. Too hammy. He His eyes bug out. <laughs> and he goes, ah! Yeah. Like, it's almost, it should be a gif. Like, mm-hmm. it's, I don't. I don't know what show he thought he was on. I don't know. Because literally, I think it's the maybe the worst acting that Angel <laughs> the show has ever had. Yeah. Yeah. And Merle is on Angel the show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was so hammy. It was, I feel like he, that kind of acting was something you'd see in like, like as like that one problem person in your acting class. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone and it's almost like such a big problem that no one knows how to address it yeah so, so you they just, just kind of roll with it because you like how do you tell someone yeah like they're not gonna get that note they're not gonna get the note <laughs> <laughs> like they're like less and they're like hmm? <laughs> <laughs> oh and then we roll into that vision thing yes L- lila's bangs look so fake doesn't it look like just a headband with bangs attached they're, like, not attached to the rest of her hair. I like it. They look fake. Like, from the very front, yeah. it's normal. And they look cute. But then anytime her head kind of goes down, yeah. I'm like, maybe she's got, like, a hairline thing. Oh, maybe. It just looks so, like, flat. There. But why would they put fake bangs on her? I don't think they did. Okay. I, I think <laughs> it's like, just I can't looks imagine. like that. Because, like, you wouldn't get, like, extensions for bangs. <laughs> that would be... <laughs> well, they do have... Um, I think they do have headbands that have bangs attached. Yes. I mean, they're <laughs> <laughs> she's not wearing bang headbands. There's also clip-in bangs. But, like, yeah. why would a character on a TV show <laughs> who has no reason to have bangs, why would anyone do that to them? And why wouldn't they just cut the bangs? Like, why wouldn't they yeah. just give her bangs? If they need her to have bangs, she could just have bangs. And, by the way, they don't need her to have bangs. <laughs> they don't. It's not relevant. Her hair color has changed, I think. Mm-hmm. It's lighter. It's pretty. And um, the, like, body of her hair is longer. Yes. Um, and she, I think, is, like, figuring out how to operate without constantly butting heads with Lindsay. Because yes. now she's, like, unfettered. Yeah, she doesn't have anyone to fight with. Well. Except for Gavin. There he is. <laughs> and he is, like, such a different energy than Lindsay. Right. Well, and we didn't talk about it, but in the first episode, he shows up with all of his list of things reasons why he wants to condemn and kick them mm-hmm. out. And so he's like, exterminators there in the middle of the night. So weird. So weird. Um, But yeah, so Gavin is coming at it from a different angle. Yeah. I mean, he's angling for the same thing. Yeah. 
but he he's got a different style. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's a much cooler head. Yeah, than than uh, Lila. Yeah, because she's she's not angry all the time. She's a very anxious person. She needs she meds. Is. I think she needs like just some Xanax. Yeah, I think if she was popping some Xanax, or like propanolol, what pro- propanol the. Pro- Hypnol? No. Um, it's uh just a beta blocker. Oh, she just needs that. Yeah, get her some beta blockers. Um, but she, uh also, yeah, because he also uh Gavin has none of the history with Angel. So he's just like, okay, this is just another job. Yep. And I think that's more in line based on what we've seen from senior partners, mm-hmm. that's more in line of what's going on up there. Yeah. They're not they're not threatened by Angel. Yeah. Like Lila is emotionally invested in getting angel yes the rest of it's just like okay this is what we need in order to get our ends Mm -hmm. it's not about it's not about the joy of winning Mm -hmm. yeah um but i do feel bad that lila just moved into her office (laughs) a few months ago and now some dude is trying to take her job again Mm -hmm. because gavin's like i want to invite you to join my team Ooh, your team poor lila yeah it's tough it's so, tough out there. I mean, I'm, I mean, she does the best thing she can do, which is to play golf on her computer and give herself bangs. Oh. <laughs> you did scissors, scissors, bangs. Um, that joke of that's what she does alone in her office. I think it was. I think it was my favorite moment of the episodes. And this this episode had a pregnancy reveal of Darla, and I still think mm-hmm. Lila just sitting alone in the dark, yeah, playing golf on her computer. Yeah, it just made it like so sad about her life. That is her life. Mm-hmm. She's not even at her house playing golf on her computer. She's at work. She's using her work computer to pay, play like a- point and click <laughs> golf that she's not very good at. No, she's not even good. And she tells herself, "Concentrate." Yeah. Oh my god. Oh, Lila. But so she basically long. Lo- like end goal yeah wants to get this dude out from this prison yes but she needs a champion right and we don't know if there are any other champions in la it seems like if someone needs a champion they keep calling angel yeah so she through like subterfuge basically mm-hmm. well through threats kumar <laughs> right kumar <laughs> through uh, Calpen. um and yeah so he he has an exposed brain uh huh. He's a psychic. Yeah, and, and he's he implants visions mm-hmm. into Cordy's mind. Yeah, to lead her, lead the team to collect items that will get them to have all they need to mm-hmm. save this dude. Yeah, and it seems like these demons that he's defeating, like the the step by step demons yeah. that he's defeating are not necessarily evil because they're guarding these items mm-hmm. to keep people from releasing people in this prison. Yes. Which, you know, sometimes people need to be in prison. Yeah. So. Yeah. And, I mean, we kind of get a hint that, like, these demons might not be that bad when they first go to the herbalist shop. Yeah. And that couple says, your kind is not welcome in here yeah. about Angel being a vampire. And so that kind of means that, like, they might not be that evil. Yeah. And Wesley being like, Everybody could be in here. It's like, Wesley, okay, I understand. You've been hanging out with a good vampire for a long time. Yeah. But most vampires yeah. are bad people and should not be allowed yeah. into shops. Mm-hmm. Like, he doesn't realize that he's, like, with the exception to the rule. Yes. I don't get... It was, he's like, it's a public space. I know. What, what did he say? He's like, it's a public establishment. Like, anyone can walk in. And maybe he was trying to say, like, point of order. You don't have to invite him in. 
But it came off as very like it came off like my friend the vampire. <laughs> like, uh, you need to be more open minded to vampires. And it's like, no, yeah, you don't. Yeah, I mean, you should trust base your judgments of people based on their actions and like. Mm-hmm. That's great, but you you don't have but to. Vampires are evil. Vampires are evil. <laughs> <laughs> like mm, they're evil. Yeah. So, so that poor couple just gets like killed by yeah by them, and they take whatever. But uh, and a, a side effect of this uh, psychic like in like hijacking basically the mm-hmm. line of communication to Cordelia is that she's getting like physical manifestations of her visions. Yes. So not only are the visions just generally getting harder for her, but she is, like, physically becoming debilitated. Yeah. Which is awful. Mm-hmm. Um, and she tries not to tell anyone. Yeah. Um, like, she literally has gashes in her stomach. Her tiny, tiny, so flat intense. stomach. I know. <laughs> her tiny And her stomach. little, like, back. Yeah. No, I felt it. Those looked really painful. The boils on her face, that makeup artist deserves yeah. all the kudos because it looked so painful. And when she was just like, when she was like, what, the powers that be wouldn't do something this mean. Yeah. Like, I felt so bad for her. I mean, and, and she, she was, was right. right. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. So the powers that be wouldn't do that to her. Lila would. Because mm-hmm. Lila does not care about Cordelia. Nope. Um. What do you think about fezes? <laughs> well, if you wear one that tall, I'm like, what's going on under there? Are you like, do you have a skull? Yeah. Do you have a skull? Like my first thought, because I kind of forgot what the deal was with this. Yeah. Dude, I thought it was like a professor quarrel situation oh, where it's like a head was under yeah. there. But I forgot it was just a brain. Mm-hmm. Um, I think fezes are I, I don't have any need to wear one. I think I don't know how in modern Los Angeles <laughs> a person could wear a fez and it not be an affectation. Yeah. So, and as an affectation, I think it's lame. Well, like, <laughs> that's I, my feelings. Yeah. Well, like, I actually, like, kind of recently, like, mm-hmm. maybe two years ago, like, saw a, like, hip store selling fezes. And I was like, what is going on? Yeah. Like, it just seems like such a, like... I'm just like different, man. I but it's like this. But it's like, dude, no. I don't know. It just feels like borderline racist, and I'm not sure how. Because they're from Morocco, right? Yeah. I, I mean, know. that's the other thing is like when if you're a Moroccan, do you is it something that's like a tchotchke that they sell for people to have, and it it means not like yeah, I have no, no idea the cultural significance yeah. of a fuzz. So, yeah, I guess there's the part where it kind of feels like appropriation. Mm-hmm. And it, okay. And from a purely aesthetic thing, it does not make you look cooler. Mm-mm. Just to look at it. No. It makes you... Though, I here's... I will admit. <laughs> hats that don't fit fairly close to your head, I'm not usually a fan of. Like, I don't like a, like a tall hat, hat. Sitting on top of your no, head. Just, plop, <laughs> just plopped on the just top. Very, very softly. Yeah. Like, your hairline is still visible. Okay. For me, I I totally agree. I do mm-hmm. not enjoy a hat that is literally just sitting on your head. Like I, it needs to be pushed down. Yeah, at least a little. Now, a little. It has to be touched. Like yeah, and you can do, which is it's a little goofy. But if you got the personality, you can pull mm-hmm. it off. If you do the baseball cap and it's like lower in the back on your head, so it's like 
Uh, okay, but it's still it's around still your, your head. head. That's yeah. the thing. It's, it's not, not just like it fell off of a rack onto your head. <laughs> oh. oh, like it just is very like, I don't like it. I yeah. need it to be pushed. Pushed down. Pushed down. So would I look like a fool? Because the way that I would wear a fez, I uh-huh. think, is if <laughs> I would get one that's like too big for my head and have it be pushed down like a fisherman's hat. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I approve of the fez. <laughs> like, I'd have it be, like, yeah. Yeah. I guess a bucket hat, basically. Okay, I take it back. That could be cute. But what is it made of? Is it made of, like, a stiff felt? I feel like it's a stiff felt. So it would not, it wouldn't flip out. Like, it, wouldn't it would flip just out. cover my eyes. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to see. I would have a thimble for it. Yeah, That's it would, it would be, be like that guy from Fat Albert. Mm, yes, yes, it would be that guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, I I think I didn't know this about myself. Mm-hmm. But I'm. This is a journey of discovery. Yeah, and I've discovered in this moment, tall hats are just. I don't like them. I don't like them either. And spe- even like yeah, like even if someone's wearing like a cowboy hat, that's just sitting. <sighs> I-, I need it to be pushed. Honestly, I don't even like joke hats that are sitting on top of your head. <laughs> <laughs> joke. Hats. I don't. Uh, and that's the other thing. This I think I knew about. Like, this is not a discovery. Yeah, I don't really like joke hats. No, me neither. I don't like joke sunglasses. Mm mm. I don't like joke hats. Now, if you wear weird sunglasses, but you take it seriously, I'm in. That's fine. Like, your sunglasses can have little flowers on them. Whatever. But if you're trying to be cool or funny, no. I don't want to see your joke sunglasses. I don't want to see your joke hat. Yeah, like, um, I don't want to see your joke gloves, like Mickey Mouse. (laughs) I don't want to see it. I... You would hate this. The other day, I saw this guy, and I was so furious that he had the balls to be walking around on the street. (laughs) He was wearing um, four shoes, slippers that were like bare feet, with like, but they were. I think they were like um, Bigfoot feet because they had hair coming out of the top. No, (laughs) wait, no, yes, no, no. He was walking around with those on. I didn't even know I had to talk about how you're not supposed to wear fake joke feet. <laughs> joke feet. <laughs> Here's the thing. Okay. No. No. Like. Yeah. He's wearing it, that with basketball shorts. No. <laughs> <laughs> so he's the opposite of my dream man. He's, the only thing worse than me if it was board shorts. That's true. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. That's. And he, like, did he, like. I, what do you even do if your feet look like that? You just walk into a bar, you order a drink. <laughs> I don't know. Because, okay, mm-hmm. I could imagine a world. Okay. It's not my world for me, but I could imagine a world where, oh no, I'm out of milk. Mm-hmm. I'm wearing like moccasin slippers like that are lined with fur. Fine. I'm going to run, I'm going to walk really fast Fine. to the 7-Eleven. Maybe I'm wearing... Maybe. I'm wearing those ones that are just like a slide, like a mule mm-hmm. that have rubber soles. Yes. Again, just running in and out. Also, you know those fake uh, feet did not they have rubber have soles. soles. They have just a fabric <laughs> Yes, sole. with like little bits of like tiny rubber dots. Yes. Yes. Like anti-slip <laughs> well, at least fabric. Well, slip on the street. <laughs> no, like he's walking around with those Oh my on. God. He might have and he on. also like seemed... he. Let the record show that he did not seem to be like transient or oh, homeless. that's a di- wholly different situation. Yeah, no, he was like a like he, he looked was like doing he, it to be cool. He worked in marketing or something. That's what he looked like, but wearing Ugh. those, <laughs> I just yeah, he might as well be wearing a mascot costume. 
honestly, when people try to be too fun with Don't. their outfits, I think you're not a fun person. Yeah. That's, you know what? That's true. If you are trying to be fun. Mm-hmm. Now, trying to have fun is a different thing. But yeah. if you are trying to be fun, mm-hmm. you're probably annoying or a bore. Yeah. Well, and like you're, like, you can have fun clothes if you're just like, oh, I like this. And you wear yeah, it. If it makes you happy. Right. But if you're like, wouldn't it be hilarious if I wore these joke yes. feet? I also really hate. I wish you would take it a picture. I really. I'm so mad that you did. <laughs> have fun at Disneyland how you want to have fun. Sure. I'm excited about where this is going. I get furious when I see people wearing the gloves. I hate the gloves. I hate the them. gloves. But now, okay. What for people that? who don't frequent Disneyland. Because I imagine there are some people listening to this podcast yeah. who don't also have Disneyland passes. <laughs> it's there are these gloves that are shaped like Mickey's hands. Yeah. So they go over your hand. And they're huge. They're huge. So they each finger is probably It's like cucumber hands. Cucumber fingers. hands. Cucumber fingers. They're white and they have black like little lines on them. They look it's like, like wearing very, very big potholders. Yes. On your hands. With fingers. With fingers. I don't know. Like, that's not fun. That, like, I'm coming out. This is my stance on it. Okay. You are, like, you're a stupid person because you think that, like, Mm -hmm. having something that actively impedes the ability for you to use your hands is worth the funness of the look of of these gloves. Because it's not, it's not for cold. You're in Anaheim. You're fine. You're fine. You're just wearing you're just trying to look okay now what about because there's a lot of looks at disney there's a lot okay what about the goofy hat with the, the one ears that has the ears that come down like lower than you know the ears hang low mm-hmm. and goofy's face on top by itself no hands wait so oh it has goofy's face on top yeah it has like goofy's t- and i think it even has his two teeth all over the bill I'm pretty sure that's what it yes, is. Yes. So it's like, te- it's like a baseball cap. It has Goofy's head and then like his buck teeth in the front okay. and then his ears come down the sides at Disneyland. I'm not saying at the store, like at Disneyland. Um, eh, if it, here's the, if they're a kid, I'm okay. Yeah. I think most of all this stuff, oh. if they're a kid, you can do whatever you want. But here's the thing. If you're a kid, I don't think you're trying to be fun. No, you're I just, think you're just enjoying yourself. Yeah, you're just like, oh, I want these. Yeah, I give you the benefit of the doubt yeah. if you're a child. If you're an adult, I don't give you the benefit of the doubt. I think you're trying, really. Uh, they're not as annoying as the gloves to me, but I'm yeah. still not interested. If you are if you have a kid with you, I don't mind. Oh, well, that's, if you're a again, dad or a mom. All this stuff, I feel like if you have a kid with you, it's different. Yeah. If you are like, this is the worst oh. situation. If you're like 22 mm-hmm. and you're with your other 22 year old friends yeah. and it's like a group of like five of you mm-hmm. or, oh, it's a group of four of you and you're on a double date Ugh. and you're 22. Yeah. That's annoying. And you're wearing, and you're wearing those, those gloves. fucking gloves. And you're like, and you're like doing weird touching in the lines. Yes. You're being way too touching <laughs> in the lines. You're wrapping your little goofy ears around their shoulders. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> that is so real. It's very real. It's so real. Um, um Yeah. Uh, this has been Disney Minute. Yeah. It's so funny because we've known each other long. I don't think we've ever talked about this. Mm-mm. But and we I, both came out same side. Yeah. I mean, I have other opinions. We, we could talk about Disney outfits. Because there's also, every time you go to Disney, there's at least a few bridal yep. parties. Yeah, the bridal um, Disney ears. There's the bridal Disney ears. There's the ones with the veil. There's yeah. matching t-shirts. Yeah. With saucy things on them. With, and, 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 
Are you talking about honeymoon or like girls group? I'm talking about girls group. But honeymoon honeymoon is different. Here's okay. Again, just like I'll give kids a pass. Mm-hmm. If you're on your honeymoon, do whatever. Do whatever you want. And really, I'm not gonna walk up to you if you have those gloves on and tell you you're an idiot. Oh God, no! I'm just I'll gonna. Just I'll it. like. I'll look at you, mm-hmm. and we'll do an eyebrow thing. Yeah, there'll we'll be know. some eyebrows. I also like uh, on the subject of making people wear matching shirts. Yes, this is interesting because I think if someone, it's it's interesting because it's like if one of my friends is like I'm doing a bridal shower thing or mm-hmm. what, whatever it is at Disneyland. Yeah, I made these matching shirts. I would wear it, sure. and I would not be annoyed at all. Yeah, but. For me, I would never ha- do a matching shirt thing for my friends. Also, I don't have enough friends to like do a okay. That's big not true. I mean, if you count me, I feel like you have at least a few. Mm, yeah. Um. But like, here's the thing about that. I would want to do it and have them be like boss shirts that you would wear again. So maybe it even can't be like the one use only. Yes. So like, I would want it to be a t-shirt that maybe it has like something clever on the front, mm-hmm. and then maybe I it, like embroider. Somewhere on the hip, like Ryan's bridal shower. <laughs> I don't know, or like yeah. the date or something. Like yeah. I could see doing it so that it's a reusable shirt. Yeah, because I think that's kind of like a fun thing. We all wear matching shirts, and then we never match them again. Yeah, but it's like but a you'll shirt. still have it. Yes, I like that. I I like the idea of it being you can use it again. Yeah, because like the thing that I don't, I'm not super into. I totally forgot about this. One of my friends mm-hmm. went to this is my nightmare. Uh oh, went to a. Did a bridal shower thingy or bachelorette party. That's what it was. And they all went to Palm Springs. And Mm -hmm. the girl running the, like, the bride, the the bride-to-be, was like, "Um, I need you guys all to purchase matching bikinis. And she was like, but I don't want to wear a bikini. She was like, I want to wear, like, she has one piece that she likes to wear. And the bride bride was like, "Um, (laughs) it's my uh, bachelorette party. You're going to buy matching bikinis. And so she bought the matching bikini, wore a cover-up, and just sat in the shade the whole time at this party, like, refused to come out. That's, like, that's, like, crazy. That's crazy. That's, like, so controlling. One, because not everybody, like, it's bad enough that we're all going to have to wear matching dresses that not everyone looks good in. Yeah. But bathing suits are even more. It's even more. It's even more. Everybody, it feels like everybody looks better in different bathing suits. Yes. There's no bathing suit that looks good on all people. No. I mean, yeah. There's no. It's so, like... It's just so rude and dismissive of your friends. Like, I just yeah. feel like if you want to do it matching, like, maybe just a color. But even then, but like, why, why do you need to control what people's bikinis no. look like? Or swimsuits in general. And swimsuits are not that cheap. No, exactly. And the ones that she wanted them to buy were expensive. And she's like, what the fuck am I going to do with this swimsuit that I never want to wear? And the fact that it's a bikini also, like, makes me very – because that's, like, a whole nother – Yeah. That's a whole nother thing. It's so personal and she's mm-hmm. controlling. It's like underwear. Like yep. you're controlling someone's exactly. underwear. It's like saying, this is your bridesmaid dress and everyone needs to wear the same strapless bra with it. Yep. And it's like, no, my body is not the same as that person's yeah. body. Or I'm not comfortable with that. Yeah. Oh. Isn't I'm, that infuriating? It's infuriating. I wanted to beat her up on behalf of my friend. I was not even involved with these people. I was like, who is this girl? I'll find her. No, that is not the way you treat your friends. No. I, I just also can't imagine. Like, I guess it, here's the thing. I can imagine in her mind, she wanted, like, an Instagram of them. That's it. But it's like, for that. Then buy all the bikinis yourself. Yeah. And I don't know. But also, fuck you. And she <laughs> made them buy separate bridesmaids dresses for the reception. And No. For, yeah. No. And each dress was $500. I would just be like, I can't be in your wedding. Yeah. 
That's too much. It's insane. It's insane. People are so crazy. People are crazy. And, and I think people put too much pressure on that day because it's just one fucking day. Yeah. And you're going to have to be married to that person the rest of your life. So, like, maybe worry about that. That's also, what you should – if you're going to have anxiety about something, yeah. why don't you worry about committing to the same person for your whole life? Also, like, the fact that so much of the stuff, none of it involves the groom. Like, she, <laughs> yes. like the, she's so – like, she's so crazy about this wedding. Yep. And it's, like, all this stuff that's not at mm-hmm. all involving this Yes. Groom. And it's all – and all this drama mm-hmm. that's, like, created. Mm-hmm. Like, all this tempest in a bottle that, like, doesn't have to be there. No. At all. <laughs> It just like the bridesmaid dress thing. It's such a cliche, and mm-hmm. it makes me so angry that it's such a cliche and it's still not fixed. Yeah, yep. why are people still making people wear ugly dresses? Yeah, I don't understand. No idea. Unless like when you get engaged, you immediately become a narcissist. Is that it though? I like, mean, do you want them to look bad? I don't get that. I don't get it. Don't you want people to just be happy and comfortable? I mean, you would think, I mean, I, here's the thing. I feel like that's the kind of people you and I are. Yeah. So, like, I do want my friends to be happy and comfortable. I think some people would want their friends to look really good. Right? Like, they want them to look good in pictures. Right. And they, they want the general picture to look good. They want the picture to look good. So, they're picturing, like, what the altar looks like. Yeah. But, but yeah, mm-hmm. you don't, it's just, it's just me. No yeah. one looks good in a satin dress. I've seen, like, um, uh, some, there was one that I saw was like kind of matchy yeah but it was like generally the color was the same and then you could pick from like eight styles yeah which i was like okay that's like a lot better that's better i also i don't know who this was someone i looked at their instagram either it's the person i know or it's the person i don't (laughs) did and i think it's a person i don't now that i'm thinking harder uh but they did the same style dress i think from like mod cloth or something Mm -hmm. but like each uh bridesmaid had a different color oh that's cool it looked really cool that's so cool um and it was a fit and flare which i feel like is a fairly universally mm-hmm. flattering mm-hmm. and you can eat as much as you want yeah be comfortable <laughs> you can have yeah yeah um you can have all the champagne you need you don't have yeah. to worry about bubbles uh but yeah I, I don't i really don't get the like being mean being mm-hmm. I, what being controlled like who can yeah they're your friends yeah that's why you ask them to do this with you I know, but people are very like, well, it's my day, which is like, no day is your day, hunty. <laughs> like, even on your wedding, people are only thinking about themselves. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> they're always, like, they're always them. They're never you. Yes. And I think it's such a weird thing because I feel like people, you do get a lot of attention that day no matter what. Yeah. No one is going to forget that it's your wedding. Well, the, yeah, because, like, the whole time they're at your wedding and they're staring – for part of this during the ceremony, they're just staring at you. Mm-hmm. Like, you are the center of attention. Mm-hmm. Don't worry. What, what are you worried yeah. about? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just such a – I don't I don't get it. Me neither. Um, so if anyone listening wants to ask me to be in their bridal party, <laughs> think a couple minutes about it. Yeah. Just uh, I'm going to – I'm going to have opinions. <laughs> now you know what they are. Um, no, uh, there is one special someone who is probably listening, who will probably, who should put me in their bridal party. And I promise (laughs) to make (laughs) everything great. (laughs) Um, oh, and I said her, I mentioned Cordy's stomach before. Mm -hmm. It's also like has that glitter lotion that everyone wore at that time. Do you remember? Yes. It used to be like you couldn't buy matte lotion. I know. (laughs) It was all glittery. It was like she had on like Victoria's Secret love spell glitter. Yeah, she did. Yeah. 
Oh, it's just so funny. I, I guess you probably could buy it again now. I'm sure it's like can. everything's cyclical. Yeah. But it was just like I had forgotten how because that's not she's not wearing bronzer. Mm-mm. It's just lotion had glitter in it. Yep. <laughs> that was your life. That was it. Yeah. You were just always glittery. Yeah. Every all the time. Your lip gloss had glitter in it. Yep. Oh my god. Everything shined. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You just you were just yeah. a shiny star. <laughs> <laughs> oh Have you seen god. the things where people do like coarse glitter in their roots? Mm-hmm. I bet it takes a long time to wash out. Yeah. And it probably clogs up your yeah. drain. But it's good for like one Instagram picture. Yeah. I just imagine it being so itchy. I would touch it. I like to touch my hair too much. To Me do. too. And then it would just fuck it up because mm-hmm. it would just go and like. And get in your nails. Ew. Yeah. No. <laughs> Let's not do it. Let's not. <laughs> um, what else happened in this episode? Um, Cordy, after, once she gets the boils in her face. Yeah. She is. How did she make her voice like that? I don't know. It's really good. It's so good. That's what I was going to mention her voice. Her voice gets low and it also just, it breaks your heart. Yeah. Because, and now she went from a person who was like enduring so much pain all the time with like, with the the feeling that she was going to stick it out. And now she, and she eventually is like, she, she reaches her breaking point. Yeah. To where she's like, I don't want the visions if this is what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is really sad. It is. Because we know how important those visions are. I mean, she gave up being a queen for them. Yeah. Um, and having sex with that weird guy with the blue eyes. Grew. Grew. Grew slug. Yeah. I was like, I was, it wasn't that I didn't know his name. Yeah, you just, you wanted to call him that. Yeah. It's it's also interesting about these two episodes that marks a little bit of a uh, new phase of Angel is that while both episodes are Mm self-contained, they also feel like part of a larger arc. For sure. Because at the end of each episode, like, kind of dangles a, like, okay, well, what does this mean? Yes. With Darla being pregnant and with this creepy fucking dude. Yeah. Um, that Angel gets out of the fire cube. Yes. And I think it's one of those things Angel has in the back of his mind, and Wesley tries to, like, make it front of mind, that if you're doing a favor for Wolfram and Hart, you're probably not doing yes a morally just thing. Necessary. Like, yes. So, but he doesn't, I think it's, it doesn't land on him, really. Because all he sees is saving Cordelia. Yes. Though, oh, God, we haven't even talked about the second best part of these episodes. Hanging out with uh, Stan. Skip. Skip, sorry. I love Skip. Um, yeah. <laughs> He's the best. Um, yeah, I love Skip. And I loved the, um, the like, first interaction between Angel yes. and Skip, which is just, like, them kind of being like, hey, hey. like, smiling yeah. at each other. Well, because they know what's up. Yeah. Um, yeah, Skip was great. They talk about their commute. Yeah. yeah. And I love the, like, we, we start to see much more in, like, the later seasons of Buffy and, like, yes. as Angel is kind of maturing, um, the, like, line between good and evil for demons is really mm-hmm. blurred. Yes. And they are pretty human. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They have the same kind of uh, needs and wants, and they're not so uh, easy to simplify. Yeah, totally. They're nuanced, which is why it's hard. Mm -hmm. Life is much harder when you live with nuance. Mm -hmm. And this is kind of like, doesn't Skip say, like, don't you know you're not like fighting on the right side? Or I think he does it. Yes. I mean, he's more like, 
do you you really think like the powers that be are having me guard this guy? Yeah. But like what you're doing is a like, is that really I thought we were on the same team? Like Right. He says something about like us yeah. being on the same team. Like I thought we were on the same team and like I, I'm I'm pretty sure you're doing the wrong thing. And mm-hmm. this is like my job to tell you no. Yeah. Um Yeah, it was interesting. Yeah. Um and we got this dude that's just like being burned in this cube forever. That was so creepy. Yeah. And and upsetting. Yeah, and it's silent because his screams are not heard. Because it is Skip's will. Yeah. Oh, God. So Angel might be the worst. Yeah. To just be in a vacuum of fire. Mm Mm-hmm. Like constant burning forever. Mm Mm-hmm. I think drowning is bad. Yeah. But at least you're not, you're not feeling like pain Mm -hmm. in the same way. Yeah. Like your butt, your, all your skin isn't. Yeah. Because there's like pain and panic. Yes. But yeah, the look that that guy throws over his shoulder as he gets into the Wolfman Hard car is not good. No, he is, seems super evil. He seems super so evil. Super evil. Smirky. He looks like a Menendez brother. Yes. And I was like, honestly, I was like, this actor, like, I think I hate him in real life. <laughs> like, he seems <laughs> no, he's so, so good. No, though. he's great at being so evil. At, yeah, but, at like, being so creepy. I'm like, I can't imagine what this guy would be like in real life. Like, I can't imagine him being like a chill dude that we could hang out with. You can? I cannot. Oh, yeah. Um, because he's so yeah. He's just so gross and slimy and evil. Um, but we have so basically like they make the switch, right? So mm-hmm. Lila's like, you give me this dude and we will stop the stuff happening yes. to Cordelia. And they call Fred, and Fred's watching Cordelia, and Kumar makes the physical manifestations go yes, away. Which is great. And I don't know what Lila was thinking. Like, I don't know, like, the the fact that Lila seems to think that she's one in this situation, yeah. like, free and clear, and is so surprised that Angel grabs that piece of rebar yeah, and just and kills, throws it. Yeah, kills Kumar. Like, the fact that she's surprised by that is shocking. Well, she has not had very many direct fights with Angel. Like, Lindsay yeah, handled a lot of that's that. That's true. So I think she doesn't know that he uh, will not be cowed. Yeah. Like, yeah. he's defiant. Why'd they have to roll down the window for him? For who? Brain guy. To talk to him, maybe? I mean, because he's Because like, all it did was reveal to Angel where he was. Yeah. Well, she had to tell him, like, do it. I guess it's true. I mean, she could have, like, she could have put just... a finger to her head and yeah. sent him a psychic message because he's psychic. It's true. Um. Yeah, I mean, it, it made for a better moment in the television show it did i mean that was so satisfying (laughs) to have angel be like you know what i'm gonna get rid of this threat once and for all well and you're right lila thinks she won she but it is dumb to bring it's like when you're okay say you're doing like an arms deal great okay but you're really planning on stealing all the money Mm -hmm. you don't bring the arms exactly you ambush steal the money kill Mm -hmm. them keep the money and the arms yeah. If you bring the arms, there's a chance it's going to turn on you and they'll get the arms. Yeah. Drugs, whatever. Yeah. Psychic. Psychic. Yeah. There's no reason the psychic has to be physically there at all. I think it's, she, he doesn't have to be there. He doesn't. Have, I mean, it works for the show. It shows that Lila's weaknesses, like it's, a, I'm not, when I nitpick it, it's more nitpicking the character's choices right. than it is the writer's choices. Like, oh, I'm for down. sure. Um, because well, yeah. we see that she's like, 
not really experienced with dealing with Angel. Like, she has not really been an on-the-ground manipulative person. Yes. So she's kind of finding her ground. And I think, yeah, it is – I think it was important that she kind of flub in this way. Yes. It's also – she's used to lawyer stuff Mm -hmm. where there's agreements Mm -hmm. that people make. And she's used to having other people be intimidated and not break their their side of it. Whereas Angel's like, "Mm, honey, I I get what I want and I'm taking out your guy. He's like, I'm a warrior and Mm -hmm. you have someone who could be a threat to someone I love. Like, it doesn't matter whether we had a deal. Like, I'm not going to let – Angel's not going to walk away from evil and just be like, see you another day. Exactly. No, he's going to do something about it. Yeah. Especially if it's a direct threat to Cordelia. Mm Mm-hmm. Whose hair is also on point this So good. Season. Her hair looks great. Um, so, yeah, he just tomahawks this fucking piece it's of a great rebar. Moment. Great. Breaks through, and we see him, the, the brain dude, with it in his head, and he, like, plomps over. Yeah. That was awesome. Um, it was. But, I mean, that creepy fucking dude still gets mm-hmm. away, and that's, like, kind of, Angel's not going to be able to just flat out win with Wolfram and Hart at this point. Yeah, it's but that's what he – that was kind of the lesson of last season. Exactly. But he still has to fight. Exactly. It's like learning to take pride in the small victories. Because yes. if you only look at the big picture, you're always going to be disappointed. Yep. And burned out. Well, the goalpost is always going to move. Exactly. Whereas if you, you know, give yourself like shorter goalposts, mm-hmm. you can hit them. Exactly. Yeah. And you can also change goalpost course. I'm trying to stick with one metaphor, but I think mm-hmm. I have to miss it. But you can change course. Yeah. If, you, if you set short-term goals, once you achieve them, you can go in any direction. Exactly. Whereas if you set a long-term goal, you're in one direction mm-hmm. until you get there. Yeah. Totally. Um, so I think, yeah, he's he's figured out a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what he doesn't know, and we know, is that his fling, Darla, that's what mm-hmm. I'm calling her. <laughs> Interesting use of that word. <laughs> well, they had XX once. That's true. Okay, so at this point, they're fling, but like fling with history. Yeah, I know. I was When I said fling, I was kind of being flip. Mm-hmm. You were being flip. Um, Are you making another cornrow? I'm just pushing it. <laughs> I'm just pulling it to the side. I'm just Pu- brushing it. Okay, I need to send... Kelly's going out her bangs. I need to send you images of Winona Ryder in the 90s. Okay, great. Get some... Just bobby pins. You don't have to do it all the time. Okay. But then you won't touch it. I have bobby pins. Use them. Okay. And it's not going to mess up your, your look. Because then when you take them out, it's not, like, going to look bad. That's true. That's true. You're right. And then you won't have to mess up. You're so right. You're so right. You say that to me sometimes because you know I like it. And mm. you, you're like, this will end the conversation. <laughs> I see through you. Yeah. You're so right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay. So, but Darla tries to get a shamanic abortion. Yeah. It does not work. Doesn't. Doesn't stick. And the shaman's like, oh, my gosh. Is the dad a vampire? <laughs> Um, which i guess that is crazier but not by much yeah because already she's a vampire already she's a vampire she should not be able to be pregnant so the fact that the dad is a vampire too is kind of yeah who it's all crazy it's all crazy. like you should have been shocked the moment i was here yeah but okay okay um <laughs> but it doesn't work doesn't work his little his like his well he has no experience it's uncharted territory i don't blame him yeah no he doesn't know because there's never been a vampire vam- vampire baby vampire yeah. baby at all no so i mean and this she's is, very pregnant she's so she's pregnant. gonna pop well because she's been i guess i mean i guess it's been like it's a, been while a while since that because she kind of disappeared yeah she got away 
So it's interesting too to see. So now we're like, okay, what's going to happen with creepy guy at Wolfman uh, Hart and super pregnant Darla? Oh, I have a question. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, I know what's going to happen, but like that is very interesting. It sets up the future. Do you think after the first episode, there were people who thought the baby might be Lindsay's? Like, is we, that why they say is the dad a vampire, you think? Maybe. Because by the end of this ep- episode, you know who it is because she's kind of only. Right. Yeah. I mean, it would I be wonder. really funny if in the third episode she showed up at some other vampire that we've never seen's house. And was like, I'm pregnant. Amazing. But uh, spoilers, that doesn't happen. Um, but I wonder if after the first episode, people were like. Is that I, Lindsay's? Hmm. Because they I were living together. I mean, we didn't see them sleep together, but they had. It wouldn't shock me if they had. Here's what I think the the thought process was. I think it was their first thought was like, oh, damn, is that Angel's baby? And then I feel like on the message board, someone, someone was like, like uh, it could be Lindsay's. Yeah. Like, open your minds, people. Mm. Sheeple. <laughs> yep. They definitely use the word sheeple. <laughs> Here's um, another thing. If someone, like, unironically uses the word sheeple, I don't need to be in your life. <laughs> like, that one and uh, joke feet. Oh, yeah. For a second, I had forgot. I blocked out joke feet because I didn't want to think about it. But yes, joke feet, unironic use of sheeple. Because like anytime you use the word sheeple, you have to know like that you're oh. being a little silly. I may have said this on the cast before, but I also feel that way. And almost like I feel like it just shouldn't happen ever, mm. let alone not ironically, but interwebs. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. There are certain <laughs> words where I'm like, you think you're being so fucking cute. But you're, you're being you're 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 saying, just dated. You're dated, and every person in America mm-hmm. who's not a baby mm-hmm. has heard it. Yeah, it is not new. You're There's, not being like silly. You're not quirky. Yeah, you're just choosing to use a word you know is wrong instead of a word that has the same number of syllables yeah. and is right. Yeah, I also it's like it's just making the joke ten years too late. And honestly, was it ever a good joke? It wasn't. And here's the thing. It may, do you know, have you seen, you probably have because you're a hip chick. <laughs> um, have you seen that uh, that book cover that's like the internet? It's yeah. like a textbook. Yeah. It's like the, the little boy. Like on the, yeah. yeah. So I feel like when that, the day that book came out. Yeah. If you called it the interwebs. Great. It was funny. You're hilarious. It was funny because like it implied you didn't know what the internet is called. Yeah. After that day, that hallowed day when that yeah. beautiful textbook came out, yeah. I'm thinking about getting Isn't it on a sweatshirt. Isn't he like surfing? He's, sur- on he's a literally thing. surfing. Yeah. <laughs> it's I may get it on a sweatshirt. Yeah, it's great. But after that day, yeah, I'm I can't. What do you? It's not funny. It's not funny. I and we have definitely talked about this on oh, the okay. air because I remember telling you that I I have unironically used just to mean like fucking around on the internet. Yeah. I'll say surfing around, but. Yeah. I'm not saying like, hey, I'm surfing the web. Like, I'll but just be like, oh, I'm surfing around. And- here's the thing. If you say surfing the web to communicate to me what you were doing in a, like, direct fashion, mm. I don't mind. You're using a phrase we both know. Yeah. It just, I, I understand that surfing the web is a dated. Yeah. Here's the thing. If term. you say, I was surfing the web. <laughs> that's awful. Yeah. But surfing around, like, that just means I was, like, wasting time on the internet. Mm-hmm. Here's a thing that I say. And I think here's it does it has meaning and I there's no other term that means it yet, mm-hmm. but I hope someday there is because it does sound dumb. A lot of times at work, I'm able to find things through searching that n- other people cannot find. Like mm. on the internet. 
So I'm able to find images of certain things mm-hmm. or I'm able to find information. Yeah. Like other people will say, I looked, it cannot be found. Mm-hmm. And then I find it. Yeah. Um, Sort of like my mom and everything I owned when I was a kid. Yeah. <laughs> so I sometimes will like, then they'll be like, how, how did you do it? And I'll say something like, oh, I have Google Foo, which is a portmanteau of Kung Fu mm-hmm. and Googling. Yeah. I don't feel proud of myself when I say that. No, I, I understand not feeling proud of yourself. <laughs> no, I, but like, there's no term for saying I'm good. There's no term. If you say I'm good at Googling, that either sounds patronizing mm-hmm. because everyone can Google mm-hmm. or it sounds. There's no short there's way to no say There's no short it. way to say Because otherwise but, you're like, I'm just like, um, like I have this unnatural, like, affinity for finding things on the web and it's not an affinity it's just i'm better at it than you it's a skill it's true no i feel like not you i'm not saying you but no no no. i feel like our generation well i don't there are people though that i've known like our peer group that are not good at finding things on the internet and i don't get it like you can all you have to do really is google i don't get how to not find (laughs) things on the internet i agree but there are literally people who just don't find it or won't because it's, you know, it's Boolean strings. Mm. It's going down weird paths. Mm. Yeah. Sometimes it's page seven of the third search term that sure. I did. But I did it in 10 minutes. And mm. here it is. Here's the information you needed. Or I went to three different weird sites. Yeah. Like, I, I'm on the dark web. Like, whatever. <laughs> I webmastered it. I don't know. Yeah. I need a term. Hard. I need a way to say I'm, I got it. Yeah. Or like using, maybe it's just searching hard. That's what I need. I need like you have like a searching. tenacity, and maybe I don't need to describe me. Yeah, but like I need to say I'm doing a deeper dive than you because like yeah. everyone can search Google and sure they could type in a, wor- a word, mm-hmm. but that's not what I'm. That also is doing. hilarious to me when people like go to Google.com. Well, they when they okay, so they go to Google.com. <laughs> that throws me off every time someone does that. Like in any browser, uh-huh. I'm like you know this is not the most efficient way to or. When they just type, like, okay, like, if they're looking for, like, I, I just looked at this meltdown shirt. Like, yeah. Comic book recommendations. Mm-hmm. And they just type in comic book. Yeah. I'm like, have fun. Yeah, I don't know good, where you're going. Good luck. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how you're going to narrow that down. Yeah. No, that's a very, what? Yeah. I mean, g- great. Yeah. Um, it, That throws me, too. Because it's like, you just don't know how to search things uh-huh. then. and then they click on the sponsored link immediately and yeah like no don't click that no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um so maybe i should retire google foo if i hate interwebs as much as i do i just don't know how to say it and you, maybe i should just say thank you or mm, or just be like yeah i just really i looked hard that's yeah. the truth the truth is i looked hard you yeah. didn't but, but i can't I say that you can you take away the you didn't part so you could just be like, because um, someone will say, oh, my God, I looked for that for 20 minutes and then five minutes and you find it. That's what it usually is. Is a person's yeah. like, I, how did you do it? I looked for 20. You found it in five. And so then I try to make it like a joke of like, oh, I have some magical power, but I don't have magical power. I'm just better at it than you. Yeah. I can't say that. You could just be like, oh, well, um, I don't know. I don't exactly. know. It's very hard. I mean, yeah, so there's no way. Yeah, so maybe I'll, I'll. Here's the thing. This is a work joke I make. I don't. Real Ryan doesn't have to make this joke. Yeah, work Ryan is going to make dumb jokes. God, work jokes. Work jokes are the worst. They're the worst. I and like just like 
comments on like stupid things that don't matter. Mm-hmm. Like just like saying it's Wednesday. Oh my God. When people oh. think that's a joke. Yeah. Oh, Thursday. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me about it. I'm like, skip it. <laughs> Pass. Oh, hey, it's a two Keurig day for you, huh? <laughs> that's <laughs> anyway. not a joke. Yeah. Oh, I hate that. When people just comment on the thing you're doing. Yeah. Oh, cutting up that bagel, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, what the fuck do you think I'm doing? <laughs> what kind of bagel are you getting today? I'm like, do you see? Can you see? This is onion. <laughs> Guess it's time for lunch. I I hate that. But it's what you have to... Here's the thing. You have shallow relationships with these people. I mean, you don't because you're amazing and self-employed. But That's true. But I've been there. But you've been there. You I, know. I, I you know, know of whence I speak. I but know like, the kitchen. Uh, but it's... Yeah. You have shallow relationships with these people. And you just have to keep it 100% pleasant. Yeah. And but here's my thing. Don't talk to me. That's what I want. That's my dream. I wear headphones so much. Yeah. I don't want to talk to you. I'm yeah. up for doing... If you want to set a meeting to do a work-related task, Great. I'm in. I like to work. Yeah. I don't want to chat. Mm-mm. There's nothing... I don't want to chat. Mm-mm. And sometimes, and part of it, because I work like tangentially related to entertainment, so there's things like sometimes talking about the latest movie that came out or the TV show or whatever is pertinent to my job. Mm-hmm. But like the details of the plot of Agent Shield last night is not pertinent to my yeah. job. Yeah. Like there's things you could tell me that I'm interested. I don't need to know how cool it was when this person used this web. I don't care. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I don't know how you do it. I think, yeah, just work Ryan says Google Foo and I just have to like carry that. Just shame. compartmentalize it. It's that's a, not you. A, that's not me. It's work you. Yeah. And I don't call people out for interwebs. They just do it. And yeah. Peace be with you. Yeah. I mean, I I had said TGIF to someone in a Friday, in a yeah. in an elevator on a Friday. Yeah. <laughs> or I've just been like, I'm so happy it's Friday. Like, I don't think I've ever said TGIF, but I've said like, ugh, I've been needing the weekend. I'm so glad yes. it's Friday. That's a, that's, it happens. You just have, you're making talk. Mm-hmm. Or like, hey, hot out there. Yeah. Ugh. Is it still raining? I haven't been, all, I haven't been outside all day. Oh, yeah. These conversations, you have them like a hundred times. Or like you have a conversation with someone on your way to the bathroom and then yeah. you run on the, into them again on your way back from the bathroom and you're like, we don't need to talk again. It's my least favorite when you're on your way to the bathroom and they happen to also be going uh, to the bathroom. I'm like, no. There are people who like to continue talking as you walk into the bathroom and I'm like, this is a silent space. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to keep having this. Work Ryan does not want to talk to you right now. Yeah. Oh my God. Nightmare. Um, we also don't have, and I've thought about this, I need to just bring a boot box. It's very silent in the bathroom, which I do not like. Bring a boombox. I, I feel like if we just had like a uh, Coast FM. Yeah. Like some just, music. Just some like dumb music I don't even like. Mm-hmm. It would be better. Yeah. And it would also signal like. Time to be silent. <laughs> Shut your mouth. <laughs> Listen to <laughs> Coast FM. What's uh, the name of that woman who does the love things at night? Is it um, Daphne? No. Is it Debbie? No. Is it Deborah? Is it. It's not Denise. If it was Denise, you would remember. Yeah. I think it's it, like, it might be. Or is it Denise? Or it's like Devorah. Devorah. <laughs> yeah. Delilah. Delilah. Sorry. I'm sorry, listeners. <laughs> I yelled that. I was so excited. Delilah. I didn't even have to Google it. Yeah. Um, it's Delilah. Do you have a message you want to send to a special somebody? All right. We'll get that playing out for you. Yeah. <laughs> this one goes from Stone to Jessica. <laughs> it's a classic meatloaf song. I would do anything for love, parenthetical, <laughs> but I won't do that. <laughs> and they're always like, um, this is from Carl to Suzanne. This is for you and uh, your baby girl. Yeah. 
or like, he just wants you to know that you matter. And he's sorry. Who's doing these? Who is calling these in? I assume it's young lovers. Let's link it back. It's okay. stupid young lovers that we it hate. It is. It's stupid young lovers that, that we hate. Um, That's exactly what it is. Yeah. It's young lovers. And then one of them calls in and then they go and they sit in the car. Mm-hmm. And, the, uh, and that one who called it in turns on the radio. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, we have to just sit here for a little while. Let's just turn it up. Let's just look at each other in the eyes mm-hmm. for 45 minutes. And we'll wait. And we'll wait. We'll just... <laughs> Just listen to Coast and stare at each other. <laughs> oh, my God. It's like half attentive kissing while, like, mostly listening to the radio. <laughs> and then you, like, so- keep stopping like, wait, I think it- – no, it's not this one. Okay. <laughs> oh, my God. Horrible. <laughs> Horrifying. Um, Do we have anything else we want to say about these eppies? I feel like we covered the big things. I'm very excited about where this season is going to take us. Yeah. I think it is almost ref- refreshing how not broody – Angel is being right now. It is such a refreshing thing. And like, it also, I was worried he was going to be even more broody because he, Buffy's dead. And I do like, what I also like, and again, I'm a shipper, but I did like that he honors the idea that she was the love of his life and very important to him. Yeah. But she's gone. Like, it's not, he's not saying, wow, I guess I never really loved her because I'm feels, over it. Yeah. He feels guilty for yeah. not feeling worse. But it's like, it's like, yeah, this was a person who was really important in my life and she's gone, but I am going to keep living. Yeah. And honestly, that's the best. That's what it is. Yeah. That's what life is. Yeah. Um, but hey, don't go to Vegas if you're grieving. Yeah, don't do that. Don't. <laughs> Maybe Palm Springs. Ooh. I don't have any other good places to go. Oh, hi. Oh, hi. It would be really good. I think a, yo- a silent yoga retreat. Great. Be silent. Be silent. Reflect. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> now that we, we fixed all we, your grief, problems. We hope that problems. that helps you in your grief. Um, uh that's it for <laughs> this week's Tall, Dark, and Broody. Uh, this is Ryan, and she's sending this one out to Kelly saying, it's really fun to co-host with you. Uh, this one's from Kelly, right back to Ryan, and uh, she says, uh, hey, right back at you. The Nerdist School Network. For class and show information, visit NerdistSchool.com.